Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. A surprise morning news, apparently. It is a surprise morning news. <laughs> we were but not on the same Some of us were page. more prepared for than the other. <laughs> hey, it's my fault. I fucked up this week, guys. It did not go as planned whatsoever. It's all good in the hood. Like I 100% was expecting to record our next Mindhunter full episode, but I was also hunting and it was the last weekend of hunting season. So it was very important that I got my deer. And so at one point I gave up and I was like, well, there's no way that I can record and edit this podcast this week if I kill a deer and we need to butcher it. So I gave up on writing. I switched gears and then it turns out that I didn't get a deer at all, and neither did mm. my husband's. And now I'm sitting here like I should have finished my episode, and I didn't tell Michelle that I didn't finish the episode, <laughs> so she was in a different mindset when we started. <laughs> it's all good. I had I had You're mentally right. sort of prepared for yeah. the possibility of this happening, so it's all good. It's all good. We're yeah. here. We got this. I can adapt on the fly. Yeah, that's what, it's, what yeah. it's all about. Excellent. Well, we have a true crime news update. Oh, I was so excited about this one. Yeah, I was very excited. Yeah. I got I got an email update, and I saw this person's face, and I was like, "Yes, I have to send this to Michelle." Yes, and I promptly sent her back a picture of a gyrating. It's not Chris Pine. Who is it? It's the guy from Oh Jurassic my God World, and I love him to death. Why can't I think of his name? Oh my God, that's terrible. That he's is married. So bad. To, he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. He's beautiful mm-hmm. and lovely and funny. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Not Chris Pine. Chris no. Pratt. Why couldn't I think of that? I was like, I know it's a Chris, but there's so many Chris. I was like, there. yes. So I sent her a picture of a gyrating Chris Pratt. Because I, I was very, very happy. The best. Perfect. It was. Um, so our update is Leslie Van Houten, one of the convicted Charles Manson cult followers, has been denied parole for the fourth time in four years. Woo, 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 woo. That's what we are hoping for. <laughs> On Friday, California Governor Gavin Newsom refused Van Houten parole after the state's parole board made the recommendation for the 71-year-old woman earlier this year, which was previously in a morning news, mm-hmm. right? I think it was our first morning news, wasn't it? I think so. I first, think it yeah, was. first or second, yeah. but it could have definitely been the first. Yeah. Newsom stated that he believes Van Houten currently poses an unreasonable danger to society if released from prison at this time. He goes on to say, given the extreme nature of the crime in which she was involved, I do not believe she has sufficiently demonstrated that she has come to terms with the totality of the factors that led her to participate in the vicious Manson family killings. Nice. I love it's just so eloquently said. It's poetic. I love it. Right? <laughs> like, no, you still suck. Yeah. The things you did were horrible and you can't seem and to I'm comprehend I'm not going to be that. the person who lets you out. Hell no. No. That's so um, the article was from people.com. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to look it up, see her ugly mug, yep. you can go look there. That's where you can find it. <laughs> That's where I found it. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. I love that. Other than that, I don't think there's any other updates. I didn't see any At anything. the moment. Nope. All right, friends, grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. 
Tink. I have to chase my wine with water because it dries out my mouth so much and then I can't talk. <laughs> I don't even have my water bottle up here. So you guys are screwed. Huh? Sorry. All but right. My husband bought me the cutest little bottle of wine and it's just adorable. And I just, I just like it so much. It's so tiny and cute. It's the best. Yeah, guys. Who, who knew 19 crimes comes in like a half size bottle. That's like yeah. a tin. Yeah. It looks like those Bud Light, like aluminum. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Models. Yeah, it's like that, but it's for wine and it's the coolest thing. It's adorable. Super cute. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, I have the first article for today. And my article is California man claimed girlfriend died after falling from bike, but now he's charged with murder. And this is All from, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is from people.com. It's written by Harriet Sockmincier. That's a fun name. Hmm. It's a fun name. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun names in this. So Jacob Kuzemski has been, <laughs> I practiced that one so many times and I'm like, I have it. Jacob Kuzemski. Yeah, that, that's a lot of vowels together. <laughs> well, right at the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Not vowels, consonants. <laughs> <laughs> We're a book club podcast. We know. So my man, I'm just going to be over here in my bottle of wine. <laughs> I totally did not pick up on that either. I was like, yes. Oh, wow. I'm such a yes man. Just whatever you say, I'll be like, yep, you bet. You're correct. Totally. (laughs) And I think it's especially bad when you're recording a podcast. For some reason, you're just not in the same mindset. And I will listen back to our recordings and I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Well, and it's just because we're just having like a natural conversation. It doesn't feel like we're really doing a podcast besides the fact that I'm wearing headphones and talking to a screen. It's true. Yes. And people actually yeah. listen and it's very strange, but yeah. Yeah. But anyways, in my head, it's just us. Exactly. Anyways. So it doesn't matter. Go back to uh, Mr. Krasemski. Yep. Jacob Krasemski. Mm-hmm. He has been charged with murder in connection to the death of his girlfriend, Karina Lee on April 9th, earlier this year. The day prior, Krasemski had brought lead to Eden Medical Center in Castro Valley, claiming she had fallen while in the shower and hit her head on the toilet. He said this had happened just days after she sustained a head injury after falling off her bike. Totes believe that. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Just all these head traumas all close together. So not suspicious. Nope. No red flags here. Lee died the following day and hospital staff contacted the police. Turns out Krasemski had an outstanding warrant and restraining order from a previous alleged domestic violence incident with Karina. He was taken into custody for allegedly violating the order and was booked into jail. The victim's family were unaware that the two were seeing each other again until they got the call saying Lee was unresponsive after the incident. Well, that's so sad. That's very sad. Lee's mother, Patricia, had believed that her daughter had been abused by Krasemski in the past And once she found out about her injuries, she was immediately suspicious. Quote, it was so fake. It was like he was forcing it. Patricia Lee said in April, I never acknowledged him, even though his presence was there. To me, he was invisible. And nobody can be savage like a mama. Oh, and they know. They know. They know. Further investigation found that Krasemski had been living with Lee in her apartment. One neighbor told authorities that one night, days before Lee's death, He heard her crying for help and Krasemski yelling at her. However, he did not call 911 to report this. In another incident, 
Lee's neighbors called police. <laughs> I know you're holding it back, but just wait, wait till this. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse. Okay. Lee's oh, neighbors. <laughs> Did you read ahead? No, I just, okay. you told me it's going to get worse. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Lee's neighbors called police to report hearing a woman screaming, help me from her apartment. When responding officers arrived at the scene, they found the apartment to be quiet with its lights off. So they decided to leave. Cool. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Hold back that rage. Mm-hmm. An autopsy found Lee's injuries were inconsistent with a bike accident. No shocker there. She had suffered from brain hemorrhage about three days prior to her death. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. In addition to murder, 38-year-old Jacob Krzemski has been charged with false imprisonment and criminal threats, according to jail records. He has not entered a plea, and his next hearing is scheduled for December 9th. Karina Lee is remembered by her family as always bringing laughter and joy and making everyone around her happy. And that's my story. Okay. Always bringing Um, it down, I know. (laughs) Always bringing it down, but I have some comments. Mm-hmm. If you live in an apartment building, you have a close neighbor and you hear somebody screaming for help, mm-hmm. always call 911. Even if it turns out to be nothing, at least nobody died on your watch. Yeah. Right? I'm sure like, they feel pretty like, shitty about that. <laughs> and to the police officers that didn't investigate the woman that was screaming for help? Yeah. Screw you guys. No kidding. Because, you know, somebody's screaming and then it just suddenly stops. That doesn't mean that's a good thing that could be a very very bad thing. no that like you absolutely knock on that door and be like hey we yeah. heard some stuff yeah what's going on what's let's, going on let's check this out actually this is funny I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before but um it reminds me of my parents and my brother because uh, my brother has night terrors which I think I've said before on the show I don't know why but um hmm. Uh, so one night, uh, my brother was screaming in his sleep in the basement because he was seeing people walking around and then they like all stopped and they looked at him and he was like, ah, like, get out of here. So he's like freaking out, screaming, yelling, all this stuff. And my parents woke up and they're like, do you hear that? And they're like, yep. And then he just like suddenly stopped and they're like, oh, okay, good. He stopped. It's fine. <laughs> they did not go check on him, which I thought was hilarious. Oh my God. He's like screaming that for would his make life. Me fly and out of my bed. Like, <laughs> to be fair, he was like probably almost an adult. It's not like he was a child, but still it was like, maybe check doesn't on him. matter. <laughs> and I'm pretty maybe. sure. Maybe. Maybe he's not Okay. <laughs> before they went to bed that night they even said did you lock the door no well i'm sure it's fine ah. <laughs> they just left it <laughs> i swear my parents okay. are okay <laughs> that's not a good example of my parents parenting but i thought it was so funny <laughs> parenting at night with unlocked doors while your child is screaming yeah but don't even if worry he's an adult child michelle he stopped worry. it's he just, fine suddenly stopped screaming so obviously it's fine it's fine perfectly fine (laughs) (laughs) well apparently that's what the police think so must be right apparently right yep sorry my phone just dinged (laughs) it's okay but yeah so that's my story i just thought it was interesting from a bike fall 
to murder. Like, absolutely. You thought you're going to get away with that story? Okay. Nice try. Yeah. Yeah. Good try. Yeah. 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 Legit abusive asshole. No cool. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, I think it'd be interesting investigating more if she was being held against her will at all in the apartment. Like, how much of it was well, actually yeah. like, you know, it sounded like, oh, they moved back in together. It was all great, but it was like, eh, was how much it? of that is actually true? Like maybe, yeah, he probably none of it. Probably like slithered his way back in, like, oh, I'm a changed man. I'm all good now. And then got in as and all, then, you know, yeah, as, as all abusers do. And then, you know, mm-hmm. switched. And then I just wonder after her first head injury, if he was holding her basically hostage because he's got a charge for false imprisonment. So I'm, I was going to say, I think, I think you probably held her against her will. Yeah. So that's, that's terrible. Psychopath. Yeah. So I'll be watching for an update. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So my article is titled, Detectives Believe Teen Ran Away from Home Until His Body Was Discovered in the Kitchen Floor. Mm, I almost chose this one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Yeah. Um, author is Sharon Lynn Pruitt, sourcesoxygen.com. And given the fact that I didn't write anything actually down, I'm just going to jump over to the article. No, Michelle, I want you to tell me about it all from your memory. <laughs> I want it to be perfectly correct. Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. So he was a teenage boy, seemingly just ran away from his California home in the 1980s. Um, his disappearance remained unexplained for years until a random incident would start authorities on the path towards justice. Um, Jackson and Dale Villarda's home was a full house with five children, two of whom were from Dale's previous marriage. And from what I can tell, Dale is the female in this. Mm, yes. I was a little confused as I was reading it. And I was like, wait, what? Yes. Dale, woman. I, I can see why that would be confusing, but I know a yes. Dale that's a woman. So it's a so thing. do I. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, on January 13th, 1984, Dale decided to go on a day trip and leave her husband and children at home. Everything was normal until Chris, one of Dale's children from the previous marriage, just didn't come home. Hours later, Chris's girlfriend, Carlotta, who he was supposed to be meeting came to the house and told the family that Chris had never shown up, which made Chris's mother ask Chris's best friend if he'd seen him. And friend was like, no. But he also told his mom that Chris had been talking about running away. He couldn't stand the rules at home. And he thought that, wow, he, he just did it. He just took off finally, mm-hmm. right? Dale began reaching out to Chris's friends and relatives, but his father, Dale's ex-husband, hadn't seen him, nor had anyone else in their circle. That night, Chris's mother reported him missing with the local police department. But in a strange twist of fate, his family received a telegram. Remember, this is the 80s. Okay. (laughs) Addressed to Dale and signed with Chris's name that same week, which seemingly explained his sudden departure. The note said Chris was going to run away from home to Los Angeles and not to worry about him. Chris, who was a well-liked member of the football team, had also written that he'd see everyone again once he was recruited by the NFL. Big dreams, like, cool. Sure. Well, the telegram may have seemed like the answer. Chris's family was waiting for. They they were not convinced. Chris's sister read the telegram, and she just said, no, that's not Chris. He wasn't interested in being a professional football player. So, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like a, a red flag. Right. Also raising alarm bells was something else included in the letter. 
an apology for being very rude, along with the phrase, Jackson was right. So that's his stepfather is Jackson, hmm. which is very strange. Yeah. Still, while many in, in Chris's family did not believe Chris had been the one to send the telegram, its existence was enough for police to drop the case and declare Chris a runaway. However, his mama continued to look for him. She's plastered the neighborhood with missing child posters, but eventually the family left the area and more than a decade passed without answers until one day in January, 1998. A young couple living in Salinas, California was upgrading their home when the husband went into the crawl space underneath the residence and found, strangely enough, a shoe. Uh-oh. They always find a shoe first, right? We talked about this before. Yes. Days later, when the wife's sister went to investigate the strange shoe in the crawl space, cool, you're just going to leave a random shoe for days, but whatever, I guess if you didn't see anything else, fine. Sure, sure. I get it. She actually discovered that it was connected to a human bone. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's not just a shoe. Not just a shoe. Uh, The family wasted no time in calling the police who rushed to the scene. Naturally, if there's a bone in a shoe, yeah, in a crawl space, people start running. Um, (laughs) Both directions. Some run away, some run towards. Yeah. 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 And a team of investigators cut open the kitchen floor and found a human body, now skeletal, that had been hidden below. Also in the makeshift grave was a bullet. Soon enough, the identity of the body was confirmed. It was Christopher Denoyer, the boy who'd went missing more than 10 years earlier. But investigators did not yet know who was responsible for the teen's death. He'd been shot once in the head and twice in the back from behind, and the nature of his wounds suggested that he'd been shot at close range. Because of the work and the time involved in hiding a body underneath a house, authorities concluded that Chris's killer had to have been someone he lived with. However, police did not want to tip off his mother and stepfather, so they first sought out someone they, they believed was unlikely to have killed Chris, his sister. And that was Dale's only other child from her previous marriage. And her name's Sherry. Police flew to Ohio, where Sherry had since moved, and delivered the grim news. She told police that their stepfather, Jackson Villarda, had been extremely strict, and Chris was not always willing to follow his rules because Jackson was not his father. The household was chaotic, and Chris wanted to run away because he wasn't getting along well with his mother either. Investigators... Curious as to how the family could continue to live in a house with a body buried underneath it without knowing, asked Chris's sister about the smell that must have lingered in the house. Like, right? I immediately thought that, like, how that's, did they not smell that? That's what I was thinking this entire time. Right? You're going to love this. <laughs> she told them that her parents had said a pet snake had likely died somewhere on the property. Her answers only made authorities more suspicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. no shit. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so this is a quote. I know how foul the human body is when it decomposes. Bob Eagers, a former detective with the Salinas Police Department, told producers, you will never forget it. It's so overpowering that the snake story made no sense. That told us that, yeah, they were living there and they knew something was amiss. Oh, yikes. Right. After speaking to Chris's sister, police quickly zeroed in on Jackson and Dale Villarda as key suspects. They brought Dale into the station to break the news, and she was upset, telling authorities she believed her missing son was still alive somewhere. She also echoed what Chris's sister told the police about the strained relationship with the stepfather and repeated the same story about a dead pet snake causing the rotten smell in the house, which set off alarm bells for investigators. As it should. Yeah. (laughs) No snake would smell that bad. 
No, I mean, garter snakes, they have a terrible smell, but they it's do. nothing like, like that. A- and it would not be that bad. Like they would pretty much just like dry up right away. Right? It would and not like- be a lingering putrid smell. No, like unless you have an anaconda living in yeah, your house exactly. and it dies because oh. it's bigger than a human. Yeah. It shouldn't smell that bad. No. It, I'm just saying. It wouldn't. No, doesn't make no. sense. So police then called in Jackson for questioning and he admitted that he and Chris had not gotten along well, but reiterated his belief that Chris had run away from home. When police told him the truth that Chris had actually been murdered and buried beneath the family home, he seemed calm. Hmm. He was also adamant that there had been no lingering bad smells mm-hmm. in the house, contradicting the claims of what everyone else who lived there at the time had said. Finally, police accused Jackson of killing Chris and disposing of his body in the crawl space, but he denied it with the same ambivalence that he'd consistently shown during their hours-long interview. Meanwhile, other investigators were at the family's home executing a search warrant in the hopes of finding any evidence related to Chris's death. Police were surprised to find that the family kept extensive records, everything from phone bills to tax returns from more than 10 years ago. But the couple's hoarding habit ultimately sealed Jackson's fate when they found a receipt suggesting the telegram that had allegedly been sent by Chris had been charged to the family's phone bill. Why would you keep that? Why? Why? You really are so OCD that you have to keep every single receipt, including the ones that are related to a murder? Right? How stupid can you get? That's insane. In the records at the couple's home, police also found a revolver and ammunition and the type of gun and bullets there matched the bullet found at Chris's gravesite. It was enough for an arrest, and in February of that year, police took Jackson Villarda into custody for Christopher Denier's murder. The following year, in May, he stood trial, with prosecutors theorizing that Jackson and Chris likely got into a fight when Dale and the other children weren't home and that Jackson, who was smaller than Chris, and unlikely to beat him in a fair fight, had gotten his gun and shot in the teen without warning. He then stored the body in the crawl space and sent the telegram to make people believe that Chris had simply just run away. The story seemed solid, but Jackson's case ended in a shocking mistrial after a single juror refused to declare him guilty. At Jackson's second trial, which took place more than six months later, a jury finally convicted Villarda of second-degree murder, and a judge sentenced him to 17 years to life in prison. And he may be eligible for parole in 2021. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Just the decision to keep a dead body in the house. Right? Under the kitchen. Like, that's insane. In your crawl space. In the crawl like, space. And so he's not the first killer to hide a body in a crawl space. No. Right? Body in the barrel from Starkness with me. That was under the crawl space. And let's not forget good old John Wayne Gacy, who I was kidding. That's who I thought of, of course. He had all of those boys in his crawl space. Oh, a whole lot of them. But he didn't and have how a did... family of how many people living there. Right? Yeah. Just living in their stench. That's yeah. horrible. Like, I know. How could you live and just like ignore that stench? Like, just and believe in- that it's. Like, I don't know, living in denial ourselves in like too much true crime. And if somebody went missing from the home and then there was this horrible smell, neither you or I would think that it was a snake. No, Mm -mm. no, I'd be calling the cops. Absolutely. Yeah. But maybe they were living in denial. They really wanted to believe that he was still alive and he went to Los Angeles to chase his dreams. I don't know. 
but that's yeah it's a little little sketch and I couldn't um couldn't tell if Dale and Jackson were still together I feel like they were yeah when he was arrested but so weird like especially if she was truly going out there and putting up flyers and trying her best to find him like why didn't she say something about the smell like why did she just go along with that story is yeah she's like oh just no, a little a weird like that yeah. that doesn't really make sense to me so as much like advice. shocking and I know it's like a really old story but it it came up because he's coming up for parole in 2021 right. and yeah Oxygen's doing like a feature on him and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Fascinating story though. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, once I started reading it, I was like, oh, there's so, what? There, there's oh, a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got to do this one. <laughs> Dead snake. Crazy. Dead that's, snake. That's not, that's not it. Nope. Yeah. So seriously, unless they had like 10 boa constrictors or an <laughs> anaconda, like you I know. Simple math, 10 boat you know. constructors equals one anaconda. Everybody knows that. <laughs> In my head, that's how that's how it works. Yeah. I don't know. I believe you. <laughs> the whole yeah, snake you should. Math. Yeah, they do. 100%. Yeah, snake math is a thing. <laughs> a thing. <laughs> uh, we all to... know how good I am at math to begin with. So. Oh, and <laughs> me especially. I excel <laughs> in math. <laughs> Uh, it makes me think of the movie Anaconda or Anacondas. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. clear or not. I know mm-hmm. there's multiple movies from like, I don't know, probably the 90s or something about Anaconda. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sure yeah, is. I used to watch those. I didn't like them, but I did at the same time. <laughs> They're scary. Yeah. I don't even. So my mom is like horribly afraid of snakes, mm. like can't see them on TV. Like same anything. with my dad. So like, yep. Anything snake related, we just really didn't watch. So I don't even think yeah. I've watched Anaconda. I just, yeah. yeah. Like if the, the trailer for the movie came on, she would have to turn it off. Oh, yeah. My dad's the same way. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting in the basement one time and I was just watching TV and my dad's like, hey, so there's a there's a little garter snake outside. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I do like snakes and I usually like I'll go catch them and everything and gross people out. But I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like I'm watching TV. And he's like, just kind of wouldn't leave it alone like yeah like you should go look at it like it's you know it's right outside it's by the garage door and then I'm like oh I see what's happening here you want me to go move the snake for you (laughs) you can get into your garage I got you your your tiny daughter has to go take care of a little it was literally a a tiny baby snake and I was like okay dad (laughs) I'll go take care of that (laughs) I just don't like that they surprise me, right? Like if I'm out like fencing or whatever and one like darts out, it's just like yeah. a mouse, like it still startles oh, me. I was My mom to- is like terrified, like terrified. Yeah. When she grew up, the house she grew up in, like Ooh. it had a cement step. And so there would be garter snakes that lived underneath it. And then they would come out and like sit on the step in the sun. Yep. <laughs> and so my mom is like horrified of them. She, she remembers my grandma like getting up from dinner at like dinner time and just like going out and killing snakes and then like coming back and sitting down but yeah oh, mom is it's like, six o'clock time to go take care of those snakes time to go kill the snakes and like yeah my Gotta mom is horribly traumatized by it. apparently yeah man I've yeah. heard so many stories about people having like snake dens in their basements and stuff like that like yeah I just knew exactly where you were going with yeah, yeah. <laughs> cement yeah snakes it's a hot whole thing yeah yep I mean, grandma got rid of all the snakes. She's like, good for grandma. What? 
St. Patrick or whatever who drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. I just like yeah, that. She drove all the snakes out of the farm. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I, I like them other than, you know, they smell. They don't smell like a dead body, but they smell. So then my hands. No. And then my husband thinks I'm gross. I was even trying to catch snakes on my wedding day because they were going between my legs. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Everybody else is like, what? I believe that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. How is that not? Oh, no. My, I, I used to date a guy. He had a pet garter snake. I used to like pull her out and hold her. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause that's the thing that city people do. Yeah. Well, I remember catching garter snakes and I'm like posted on Facebook one time and I had people like inquiring if they could buy them from me. And I was like, dude, you don't want this. You're stinky. Would be be foul. (laughs) It's gross. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, that's, that's a nice little sidebar and <laughs> a snake talk for today. I think my mom might have turned us off, honestly. Uh, sorry. <laughs> totally didn't think about that. Uh, all right. Well, I... oh my God, I just read the title of your no! article. Don't, <laughs> don't read ahead, Michelle. I want to. I didn't mean you. to. I just like saw it. It's just like the last morning news when I glanced down and I saw the word naked and then. It's just like, I oh, just okay. saw humping trees. And... Okay. <laughs> Spoiler. God. Spoiler. <laughs> well, <laughs> people need to understand the giggles. True. Well, I'm going to, I'm they trying need, to get there. To know. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> so the title is oh. Half Naked Connecticut Man Charged After Allegedly Humping Trees. Alleged- How are you allegedly humping trees? Like you either are or you're not, right? I don't know. In a court of law, God, I find out for sure. <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty. So I found this cool. on True Crime Daily. There was no author for that particular article, but I did kind of mush and mash another article into this because they had some pretty funny tidbits in there. And that was from New York Daily News. And it's the title of that is Tree Humping Connecticut Man Arrested Hit With Four Charges, written by Joseph Wilkinson. You know, I think that one's actually a better title. You think so? Tree tree Humping Connecticut Man. <laughs> it's all casual. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> Joseph Wilkinson starts off his article by saying, it wasn't the seed this tree needed. Oh, no. Like, you tried, <laughs> you tried, but. I oh, you gross. Know, you didn't get that one. I'm sorry, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> so you're trying, trying really hard, but it's just, it wasn't. It wasn't wow. <laughs> no, not okay. <laughs> so let me tell you about this. A Connecticut man was arrested after officers responded to a report of someone humping trees in a Naugatuck neighborhood. Police responded to a report of, quote, an unknown male in a backyard, half-dressed, humping trees, screaming, and eating branches. (laughs) (laughs) And this happened at 3 p.m. on a Thursday, November 12th. What were you doing? What were you on? (laughs) That's a better question, yes. So the man then fled inside a nearby house when police arrived, scaring the residents out of their own home. <laughs> Those poor people. Oh my god. And uh, so when he, when you say half naked, top up or well, top down. My next line 
is the record does not mention whether it was the man's <laughs> top or bottom half that was exposed. But I'm just going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> if he's hunting totally trees the bottom half. and they're saying he's half naked, I'm going to say it was the bottom half. It just took too much effort to take his t-shirt off. Or... <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to scratch up your chest. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess. Th- those things are picky. <laughs> what kind of tree was it? You know, it does not. doesn't say. Huh. Would be good to mm. know, though. <laughs> I mean. Provide some insight. I know. I mean, a birch tree would not scratch up your chest. Mm. But a pine tree absolutely would. Would be So very- I you know <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think any tree is great but i guess you're no. right that some would be better than others <laughs> so police said the suspect identified as 36 year old john figner came out of the house and was taken into custody when he was arrested police said he allegedly spat at and assaulted officers oh yeah that's maybe, not gonna get you any more time cool maybe don't do that and you know covid like it's also like yeah, ew. way worse right now to be spitting on people don't do that yeah don't ever do it like still. you could get charged with, with assault yeah absolutely yeah huh. figner was evaluated at an area hospital and was booked on charges of second degree criminal trespassing disturbing the peace resisting arrest and assaulting a public safety officer all I can say is I hope that the hospital was able to check him out for splinters because you certainly wouldn't want those <laughs> to fester. Oh my Just goodness. Saying. You know, he didn't have any charges of like public indecency. So maybe it wasn't like that's top half that was exposed. That's a good point. It would um, be less frightening, I guess, but still not great. Overall, not good. Yeah, no. But yeah, you should start evaluating your life choices if you're humping trees and right. And usually with these bizarre articles, eating branches, (laughs) eating branches, and screaming, Um, and screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Usually with these bizarre articles, we look at the pictures and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, that person. I can see that person doing it. But this guy looks Mm -hmm. 100% like a normal dude. Oh, I'm going to look at him. Yeah, and it's just like he. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he looks a little rough, but a little bit, but like, looks but like a nothing normal like guy the... that like would be around our town that you wouldn't take a right. look at. Right. It's nothing like the, the lady that was like chewing on the horse's hair that thought it was Laffy Taffy. Yeah, exactly. She was so rough. <laughs> so I just, I kind of like hope that this is just a totally normal dude that like did shrooms for the first time or something and just lost it. And then he's like, oh man, now my picture's everywhere. This is Damn so embarrassing. It. <laughs> That's I really I didn't think it was a tree <laughs> I thought I was having a moment with someone it was love we were just getting really close and we were sharing you know some ribs for dinner <laughs> oh, oh my god oh yeah yeah so yeah. that that happened <laughs> that's fantastic yes I I loved it. And I originally saw the post on the Yummer Yard, which is the Facebook group for Dark Poutine that we've talked about in the past. And I was just like, yep, and screenshot. That's just my story. Love it. It's, yep. It's always the best. So I knew so I'd I can... seen his face somewhere before. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That would make sense. But yeah, that's my story. Wow. Well, I have a little story before we leave. Yes, you do. Because I almost forgot. 
I was going to so remind I had a, you. I had this like thing happen to me this week and I've been waiting all week to tell Tara because as I, as it is, I'm that person that locks my doors like all the time, but you know, every once in a while, if I'm just running like a block away to go pick up my kid from school or whatever, then I won't. Yeah, not anymore. Okay. Mm. So the other day, my kids had eye appointments and of course, you know, running late. So I'm like, okay, guys, like, let's go. But as I'm like trying to like hurry them up and get them out the door, we hear like, sounds like somebody yelling. And I was like, where's that coming from? Like my husband's not home and it's just me and my kids in my house. And we like go into our porch to like get coats and stuff on. And then I like the yelling gets louder and I look out my window, my front window, and there's a man and he's probably in his sixties. He's in a wheelchair and he's on my front sidewalk and he's looking into my house through the window. What? And he's like making eye contact with my kids. Cause they're of course like, Oh my God, what's the, who's that guy? Who's like, that? What's happening? And I'm like, get out of the way. But he's like looking at them and then he's yelling and he's screaming. So then I like, look at my front door and I can see another neighbor down the street working on his house. And I was like, Hey, if this dude's in trouble and he needs help, mm-hmm. like go see Mr. Neighbor. Yeah. Who's like, guy. yeah, not my children. Also like got a hammer and an air nailer out there that I'm pretty sure he can protect himself if he needs to. But like, what the fuck are you doing looking in my house? And he oh, was just yeah. like stopped there. And it was before we were even in the porch that he, like he was yelling. Yeah. So he just was facing your house and just was yelling and like looking through I've got two trees at the front of my house and he was looking through the trees into my front window oh my god and I was like okay so I'm like pushing my kids out of the way so we can't see them and I'm like doing like matrix moves so I can get my coat and like not be seen right that we're like exiting the house because I don't want them to know that we're going at the back door either right but I was like we are sure shit not going out the front door nope so like we go to like get out the back door and of course I'm like frazzled and I'm like I probably should have called the cops but a we're late like and I just need to get to the goddamn eye doctor right and you would have been walking wouldn't you yeah 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 my husband had our tracks so the whole time you're probably like oh shit and I'm like looking behind me the whole time and even when we came back I was like I swear to god if he's still on my front sidewalk I'm calling the cops no questions asked 100% but like so uncomfortable so so uncomfortable and so my husband got home and I told him and this is the difference between my husband and I my husband is a very good human he's a very kind human and his first response is oh I hope he was okay and I'm like no (laughs) no (laughs) no I was like do you know my, my first thought was Ted Bundy lured his victims by putting on a fucking cast. I'm not going out that door. Right? No, no. Because this is something that we hear all the time. Like people tell children that adults don't need your help. And so the fact that he was like going to a house and he could see children in there and he was yelling into that house when there is a perfectly capable human being down the street that can help him. Like that's sketchy to me. And that's red flags. Yeah. And I was so, so uncomfortable. My house is locked up like Fort Knox. Like you would not believe me. <laughs> oh my God. That's, oh, that, yeah. yeah. That makes me uncomfortable thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can just picture it. Ugh. Oh, and then, I'm, yeah, of course I'm, I'm late and then I'm frazzled. And then like, we almost got run over on the way to the eye doctor to add to like, to the chaos of that day. And I'm right. like, 
By the time I get in there, I'm just like, I just, just, yeah, I can't. I'm done. I'm over it. Oh my God. Oh my God. So curious now, like what, what was actually, now. what was going through his brain? Like, what did he actually need or what was he doing? But like, not going to go out there and ask. Or was he just high or like, who the fuck knows? I don't know. I don't know. But then later in the week, my kids are up for like walking around again. And we see a man in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. like on main street. And I'm immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not even the same guy. Yeah. But flashbacks. And he's just a nice old man who was like commenting on the fact that my daughter is wearing a Santa hat. And I, he was like, I really like your hat. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I talk to my kids. Like, it's sweet. But then it's like, yeah. Don't mm. talk to my kids. You know, yeah. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Now it's all associated yeah. with this weirdo. <laughs> I know. So uncomfortable. So oh, wow. I'm hoping that he had no ill intent, but still. Yes. Ugh. Yes, didn't I like it. That, yeah, there were no bad intentions, and that he was okay. That's what I hope yes. for. But most yes. important is that you guys are safe. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's... So that's my fun story. Yeah. That's not crazy. fun story. Not fun, but it's a juicy story for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think about the episode. And if you see a story we should cover, make sure to send it in. You can email us at murderandmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at murdermerlot podcast, Facebook at murdermerlot podcast, and Twitter at murdermerlot1. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. And remember to drink wine. Because it's not good to keep things bottled up. Bye. Bye.